What is up, Ball Squad Nation? We are back with episode 41. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Noah. What is up? And just Noah. It looks like it's just <laughs> Noah and I today. Bro, uh, it's sadly Noah. Yeah, Mike and Dalen. Or, wait, what? Mike and Noah show. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, it's the Mike and Noah show. So, no Dalen and no Alex, sadly. They're pretty busy with, you know, real life stuff and things like that. Unlike Noah and I, who have never missed an episode and, you know, balls life for us. So, that's life. just what it is. What is what is real life? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We just watched the NBA all week and that's it, baby. So, yeah, 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 we'll get right into it. So we just have a few headlines for this week that we wanted to talk about. Uh, some MVP discussion, some scoring title discussion, and of course, another Ball Squad Player of the Week. So this week, our Ball Squad Player is Kevin Durant. Now, it was a close race, but I, you know, we decided to go with Kevin Durant because he's been scoring very consistently over the past week. He had a game with 37 points or 38 point game, 37 point game and a 35 point game. So just scoring very consistently all around. He has he's shooting 58% from the field and 41% from 3, which is very impressive overall, and he's still averaging 7.3 assists, which is honestly pretty crazy for a player like him. That is crazy. So, yeah, like all things considered, KD is usually not one of those players that averages that much. So it's been pretty good to see. You know, obviously KD is a fun player to watch. I think that's that is his third ball squad player of the week for us. So, you know, he's definitely been balling out. Our runner-up was Devin Booker, and we'll talk a lot more about him later. So don't worry too much about that. But the stats were pretty close, and honestly, I think it could have went either way. But we just decided to go KD this week. Yeah, for sure. And, man, it's crazy watching Kevin Durant. He's just so smooth. I think that's like that's like a good way to describe his game. He's just smooth. He's just smooth. Like effortless, you know. Is anyone in NBA history like KD? I don't think there's a single player like him. Just just a player that that's tall. He's that tall and that smooth with his handles and things like that. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of a single one. Like uh the, the and like the thing is is he is elite level defense too. Oh, absolutely. Like, he yeah. was playing the five on the Warriors a lot. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because he has, he has a ton of length, and he'd probably be a good small ball center. So Yeah, for it, sure. It is kind of crazy to see how well he's been playing, and it's honestly a joy to watch. It's, it's kind of unlucky for him that he had to play in LeBron's era, kind of, because everyone sees LeBron as the best of his generation. Even though I think KD could have easily been the best of his generation, like, in another era or something like that. So Yeah, and also LeBron stayed a lot healthier too. Yeah, that's true. Katie has had some injury issues. And I think a lot of people, you know, they discount his career a little bit because of, you know, he went to Golden State and stuff like that. Which I get. I'm not I'm not, you know, complaining about that. But uh-huh. Yeah, what? Katie sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, yeah, like Kevin Durant is just so unique. It's it's crazy to watch him play. It's honestly we're so lucky. Like our generation of basketball is uh, one of the most entertaining generations, I think. And like just the level of talent is insane. Like oh, absolutely. Like I don't want to get into like the whole like oh this person can play back then or like like these old players can't play nowadays. But like really, it's like nowadays the game is just so like 
the skill levels is crazy. It, I I don't think there's ever been a time like this in the NBA. Um, and there's just so much talent. It's crazy. Yeah. And athleticism. Well, one thing I always say is I feel like, I think like pretty much every team except for three, let's say, have like a franchise player. You know, a guy who can be elite any given night, which is kind of crazy to see. I feel like we haven't really been in a league like that anymore. Only you know, three? For a long time. I would say like three. Really? I don't Hold know. Pacers. Let, I want to do this real quick because we don't really have that many topics anyways. That's fine. That's fine. I would say uh, Houston, the Kings. Well, you don't think Houston has a – I mean, I guess. I mean, it's – I guess Jalen Green can be it one day. You know, don't get yeah. me wrong. Uh, okay. The Magic and the Pacers are probably the four teams that don't really have anyone <clears throat> like that big. And maybe the Pistons too, but they have Cade coming up too. So Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, if you're going to count Cade, then you got to count Jalen Green, I think. Even though Cade's been better. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, what about just Toronto? the Magic and Pacers. Well, Toronto, they're, I know they're really excited about Scotty Barnes. They still got Pascal Siakam, That's, who's, okay, who's still okay. a really and good player. And Fred Van Lee was an all-star. What about exactly, the Knicks? Yeah. Julius Randle? I guess it's Randle, right? But I, th- I would say, honestly, this year, it's probably been... Um, R.J. Barrett? What can, R.J. Barrett, yep. Yeah, he's been he, He's been playing pretty well. And then you said um, there was nobody for the Pacers or Pistons. Yeah, well, Pistons if you count Cade, but Magic oh, yeah, was yeah. the team I was thinking of. Yeah, Pacers. Pacers have like young talent though, dude. Pacers they do. got they got Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, they got Halliburton, bro. Well, Halliburton, he's good, you know, but we don't know if he's gonna be that guy yet. Don't that's true. Wrong. They also got Chris Duarte and Miles Turner. I but know. I mean, look, they, they even uh, then they they could have a they could have like a future face of the franchise. Yeah, like, even then, you could still, even for the teams that don't really have, like, a bonafide superstar, bonafide star, you could still argue that they still have a guy that can be that, you know? Yeah, like, the, Ma- but like the Magic don't really have nobody. They- hey, bro, Jonathan Isaac. No, I'm just <laughs> Dude, when was last <laughs> He hasn't night played in a long game? time. The, I mean, I guess they got what, Suggs Carter? and Cole Anthony. I'd, I'd take Suggs and Cole Anthony ahead of them yeah or, yeah i could see uh that. wagner franz wagner he's been pretty good wendell carter has been all right um the thunder don't really have nobody well actually wait we got shay yeah shay i forgot and I'm i mean you guys saw blue door and josh giddy's been balling yeah, too dude he has been pretty good um pretty... who does sacramento Most teams... have oh i guess they got fox and Sabonis. oh yeah, De'Aaron Fox, yeah. And Sabonis. yeah, Sabonis, dude, Sabonis is only twenty five. It's not like he's that old. So is he twenty yeah, five? I didn't think he was that old or that young. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised because when the whole trade oh happened, oh my gosh, she's twenty five. That's crazy. Yeah, when the whole trade happened, a lot of people were like bashing it, but it's like, guys, it's not like Sabonis is that old. He's twenty five. You know, you. I'm not saying you could build around him, but you know, dude, that's he could still be a nice part of a core. Every- I think. We literally just went through every team, and if they don't have like a bona fide star, like all star level talent, then they, at they got least someone have, coming. They have, they have young talent, which is that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. Every yeah, team like, has at least one person that could be an all star. 
conversations. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't had that in the past. I don't know if it's because like now we're paying more attention or anything like that, but I feel like there wasn't really that in the past. So yeah, it's definitely wow. pretty cool to see. That's fun. Um, yeah, I agree. So anyway, that concludes our Ball Squad Player of the Week. <laughs> little segment there but congrats to kevin durant on his third bspw i think right now it's him and booker tied for three right uh luca has three i want to say i think he might have three yeah i'm pretty sure he does yeah so okay we might have a three-way tie going uh alex will be sure to break that up with his anti-luca bias (laughs) but honestly at this rate i don't know if alex will be here for another bspw Dude, I believe, okay? Well, he was here last week, last, right? Yeah, I think he was, or two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. No, no, it was last week, and then he missed two weeks ago. It's okay. Well, we, we we're, got we're some on episode 41, bro. This is crazy. Yeah, episode 41. Yep, we're grinding, dude. All right, let's get into our discussion about some news. So I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, but it's official. The New York City vaccine mandate. Well, actually, I should correct myself. It's not the vaccine mandate, but... They've pretty much put an exemption in for entertainers, and athletes fall into that exemption. So now Kyrie is officially full-time. I think it's kind of interesting because the basically the reason they did that was for the Yankees and Mets. That was the big thing because they had a lot more players that were unvaccinated, and they were like, okay, well, we need our Yankees to do well. So they, so they were decided to throw that exemption in. But luckily... Kyrie is also part of that exemption too so it's going to be really good seeing the Nets at almost full strength I doubt Ben Simmons is going to be back but um, I'm just finally glad to kind of move on from this and be done with it mm-hmm. you know th- think what you want about Kyrie but at the end of the day I want him to play you know yeah that guy has a lot of talent um and on, on a side note I will say as a Mets fan I'm kind of happy about this yeah it's it's definitely a good thing <laughs> um yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, ben Simmons, I doubt will play. It sounds like he's still super injured. Um, talking yeah, back about injuries, injuries are nothing to mess with, bro. Yeah, yeah. And talking about injuries, a couple other people that I just recently heard about in the news um, that I don't think we have on our schedule to talk about. Zion is ruled out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's like necessarily new but like i i'm pretty sure it was official this week that because it was it was always possible he would come back because they're you know the pelicans mm-hmm. aren't playing contention and stuff like that so but but yeah, yeah it's, now it's now it's done he's like for sure not coming back shut down and then um also i just saw a thing where if the uh clippers make it out of the play-in and paul george comes back for the playoffs there's a high likelihood Kawhi comes back Really? Did you did you That's not see that? That's kind of interesting. That'd be crazy. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so so it was just today. Um, basically, if they make it out of the plane, which they probably should. I mean, they're a pretty decent team. Um, and and Paul George is healthy, then they'll start like they're pretty much already ramping up Kawhi. I'm guessing. Really? That's so, kind of insane to hear because I don't. I thought there was no way Kawhi could be back this year. I know that the, I, they the actually report. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, that they were just shutting him down. But yeah. apparently they think that they have a good chance at the playoff push, which they have a good team without those two. So adding those two yeah. back in, like, you never know. Yeah, I do agree. I think that 
Um, it, I mean, if they get the Suns, I still think the Suns win. For sure. But if also, it's Mem- if they get Memphis, then mm-hmm. it could be a toss-up. The thing is, is there's the Suns are just on a different level. Like, right now, the Suns are just playing so well. It's hard to well, see any team beating them in a seven-game series. Yeah, they're they're definitely on a different level, and they're. And they I would say they're Chris far Paul. and away the favorites. They did, yeah. Well, they just got him back, but yeah, they haven't had Chris Paul. They just got him back uh, this last game, and they won six straight before that. So it's not like they were really struggling without him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, let's you know see if the Clippers can do anything. They're actually on a four-game losing streak. I'm kind of surprised about that, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, Kyrie's back. Gonna be interesting. Uh, they're the eight seed right now, so they'll have to probably go through the play-in. Mm-hmm. They're and they're three games behind Toronto, so it's most likely they're looking at a play-in thing. I do think they can win it, even if they lose to Toronto. I I think they beat the Hornets or Hawks pretty easily, but you never know what could happen. You know, yeah. in the NBA. What do you think the likelihood of uh, the Lakers not making the play-in is? Actually, I think it's very likely. Eh, I would say it's 50-50 that they don't make the play-in. Just because the Spurs are coming up on them. They're two games behind. Mm -hmm. And they have a relatively easy schedule coming up. Um, I think the Spurs... Let's see. They play the Rockets. They play the Blazers twice. And they play the Warriors, which might be a win. Yeah, Pelicans might be a tough out, though. Just because they're also competing for a play-in. Um, and then the Lakers, they still have a, a pretty tough schedule to go. They, they play the Pelicans twice, which is huge for their seeding. That's true. They play the Mavericks. They play the Jazz, who I know the Jazz haven't been doing as well, but it's still a tough game for the Lakers. They play the Suns, and they play the Nuggets. And, and I know a Warriors. lot of – And the Warriors. And, and I know, like, the Warriors – Wait, you what? missed you miss your – the Thunder? Oh yeah, the Thunder. You didn't yeah, even the see the Thunder, bro. Thunder. Are you kidding me? Hey, last last time we played the Thunder, we won. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I don't want to hear it though. We have the record so far. Wait, how do we play you guys four times though? I think you always play everyone four times. Only your division. You only play your division four times. Really? That's how it normally works. And eh, it's fine. But anyway, with the Lakers, every game is a tough game to win. So <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be tough to see. But in their defense, they've actually these past like four games, I'll say they've been playing a lot better. Um, they were two and one, and then they lost a game without LeBron, which yeah. is tough. But they kept it close with Philly. I think they've really figured out uh, a better rotation, getting guys like Austin Reeves more playing time, Wenyan Gabriel, and DJ Augustin kind of too. But I, sadly, I think it's too little, too late for the Lakers. It's if this happened like right out of the all-star break maybe i'd have some hope but right now let's say you know they still haven't won two straight games since january let's say they somehow make the you know they make the play in and they're the eighth seed going into mm-hmm. the playoffs then, then they get the sun's first round and even if they have ad back which is probably pretty likely it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty no honestly that, that's I, I, probably sweet <laughs> I wouldn't mind missing the play-in. I'm not even gonna lie to you, because I'd rather just save myself the embarrassment. <laughs> well, and and you get lottery picks then. Well, it's not our pick; it's the Pelicans' pick, so it oh, doesn't really correct. matter. So, well, yeah. 
Bless up for the hey, Pelicans. It, it's it's worth it for it's still worth it for the championship. All right. Yeah, it's true. Um, question. This is another off-topic question that we did not schedule, but <laughs> hear me out. So, in the bubble, when the plane was introduced, you had to be within two games to be part of the plane. Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel about the plane now? Is it? Do you think they should go back to that, or should they keep it like the top four team or like the bottom four teams, like eight or uh, six through seven through ten, I guess? Yeah, are yeah, or automatically plane? in. Or, or like, do you think like you have to be within two games if you're the nine and ten seed? I say keep it as is, honestly, because consistency, right? Just across each season. Because some games you might have a play, a plan, and some seasons you won't. And I think that's kind of not, yeah. I don't know, just not good for like stats and things like that. Plus, I think the plan is great because it adds a lot of excitement. You know, best of seven series, most of the time, are pretty anticlimactic, you know, unless you get to a game seven. like the second, third round. Yeah, game seven. So. I think it's fine having like a kind of mini March Madness, if you will, with the NBA. And it also keeps teams trying. Like, I think the Lakers, if the Lakers were kind of under that threshold of not being able to make the play in, I think they probably would have shut people down for the season, you know. But the Lakers, they're still trying to win. They still, you know, as long as they have a chance, they're still trying. So I think with teams that are at that 9 and 10 seed, even if they're behind, I think it's still valuable because they will keep trying and there will be less tanking yeah um, my only thing about that is the timberwolves for example are six games up on the eight seed okay yeah they still have to play the play-in which i mean and then even the, Pel- even the pelicans are four and a half games behind the eight seed like so, yeah. so, so like no one's. I think the top eight are pretty secure. Like I don't think the Clippers are gonna fall out of the playoffs. They're not going to. I don't think that, or I don't think they'll fall out of the eight seed. They might okay. get knocked out in the play-in, but I don't think they'll fall out of the eight seed. And, yeah. and And I honestly don't even think the Pelicans, Lakers, Blazers will even catch up and get within two games. Well, Blazers are not going to. They're they're tanking so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were just number twelve, so I just saw them. But but yeah, yeah you yeah. see what I'm saying. So like so like you're kind of penalizing these like the, the Timberwolves and the Clippers who had pretty good, you know, seasons. Like dude, the what are they? They're forty two and thirty two, and they still have to play in the play in. Like I I agree, it's tough. I, I yeah, I see what you're saying. But here here's the thing for me, right? If you're a seven seed or an eight seed, you're probably not really doing much, you know, because every every year the first round, like the one seed versus the eight seed and the two seed versus seven seed, is a formality. I would say the only exception was possibly the Lakers and Suns last year. I think if AD stayed healthy, that series was probably getting pushed to at least seven games. Um, and then there was also that one series like five or six years ago with the Clippers and Spurs that went to seven. Um, but I also think, I don't think that was a, I don't think they were a seven or eight seed. I think they were like a five or six seed. Basically the way I see it is you already have eight teams making the playoffs. And I think that's already a lot. 
like yeah, for considering each, there's only for each conference, fifteen in the conference. Yeah, and there's 82 games, which is a good. It should be a good enough sample size, you know. That's there shouldn't fair. really be any random things there. So if you're a seven seed and you lose in the play-in, then you probably weren't supposed to be there in the first place, you know. That's I, true. I know that it kind of sucks that it could be random because it's a one and done pretty much. But also, if you're a seven or eight seed, it's not a one and done. It's a two and done. That's also and fair. <laughs> and if you can't win two games in a row, you never had a chance, you know. Or if you so, can't win one out of two games, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah, because you only have to win one game. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. So I, I think the play is fine. I think it definitely added a lot of entertainment. I think even the Spurs probably would have given up on the season two if if there was no play in. So it's definitely good to see. I think that combined with a few years ago how they changed the lottery picks, like the mm-hmm. the lottery draw. I think those two have really helped with tanking. So that's true. Uh, the last thing on this is <laughs> the Thunder are 20 and a half games behind the Timberwolves. Yeah, 20 and a half games. And they're not eliminated. <laughs> and they're not eliminated. Dude, they're going to get eliminated this week. Like, they're, they're too far behind. They're 10 games behind the Lakers. And they, w- they would need, like, all those teams to lose, all those teams ahead of them to lose. Yeah. Like, every yeah, no, no, so, so it, like... Obviously, they're eliminated. But the fact that there's how many games left in the season? Uh, 74, like, 8 games like, left. 10 games left at most. I think I think the Thunder have 9 games. 9 games yeah. left, left in the season. They've only won 28% of their games. And they still have a chance at the play. Yeah, it is kind of crazy for sure. Uh, not really a chance, but a theoretical chance. I a theory, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, we can move on. All right. So let's move on to some drama, actually, with the Miami Heat. We just wanted to touch on this real quick. If you saw during a game against the Warriors, Jimmy Butler got into it with Coach Balestra and Udonis Haslam on the sideline. It looked like they were about to, you know, physically fight, which is pretty crazy to see. Some context for this the Heat. The game before had just lost to the Sixers, who did not have Embiid and Harden. And this game, they were trailing to the Warriors. And if you've paid attention to the Warriors, they don't have Steph. It was they were pretty much just getting cooked by Jordan Poole. So it was definitely tough. And considering Miami is still in first place in the East, but they need to win every game because Milwaukee's one game behind. The Sixers are one and a half behind. And Boston's one and a half behind. So it's a super tight race up there in the East. So I could definitely see why they would be frustrated. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with Miami going forward. Because they've kind of always been prided. They always pride themselves on their team chemistry. And, you know, heat culture and stuff like that. And it is kind of interesting to see Jimmy clash with his team this much. Um, I know he had that whole issue with the Timberwolves a few years back but it is still kind of crazy to see i don't know i guess this go down i think it's a little but, different though too because like i feel like on the, the it was just like kind of one of those heat of the moment things like it, it happens yeah. to everybody like it ha- it's happened to me where you're in a game that you should be winning or like you know your team's better than what they're doing and yeah it just it's just like one of those things, and and also Haslam, and it's nothing personal. 
No, exactly. Like, Haslam, yeah. I feel like Haslam has gotten into these altercations with teammates before because he's so passionate about the game. He's, what, like, 45 years old? That's an exaggeration. <laughs> but I, I actually think he's, like, 42. Yeah, he's pretty old. Um, yeah. And he's still playing. So, like, that just shows his dedication. So, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised by it, per se, but, like, I I also don't think it's something to like worry about, you know. To, yeah, yeah, I do agree. I I think I think all those players they're professionals and they understand. Hey, this happens sometimes. I'm. It's probably happened in all their careers. And I think if I'm a Heat fan, I wouldn't even be worried. And maybe I'd be a little. I wouldn't say happy about it, but I would say okay with it, because when you see teammates really get heated. That means at least they care, you know. That's at least true. they're they're really trying to trying to do that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes, you know, as a Lakers fan, one of my issues with the team this year is they really don't show that much passion. I would say only within the past week they have, but if they're losing, they they don't play with pride, you know. And I think Miami is pretty good at playing with pride. So if I was a Heat fan, I'd be okay with this. I think. Like, it's not the best look, but at the end of the day, it's not something to be like, oh, yeah, team's blowing up. Jimmy's requesting a trade. He's out. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was hilarious was P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris were the ones holding everyone back. And, I don't know. <laughs> that, just, <laughs> that just killed me. It reminded well, me of uh, – oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you go. I was going to say it reminded me of that one fight that Brandon Ingram and James Harden had. And when Rondo spit in CP3's face – I, I thought it was really funny because back then Lance Stevenson was the one holding everyone back and, and that Gosh. just killed me. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought um, it was pretty interesting. What I was going to say is I thought it was funny Spolstra in the post-game interview when they asked, like, what were you guys arguing about? And he's like, we were just trying to figure out where we are going to dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, some people want Mexican, some people want burgers. Like, it happens all the time. So, yeah, yeah I get it. But happened yeah, if I'm a Miami fan. Jefferson. <laughs> What's up? I said it happened to us at Jefferson. We got Oh absolutely. We got bro. super lit. Like, dude. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um actually it, one of This <laughs> is just part of competitive sports. Yeah, I remember one time this is like not even off. Actually never mind. I just remember we, we never really got food together except after we beat that one team when all our players got ejected and we played against like two of them at the very oh, end. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, I we do went and got that. a pizza after that. <laughs> Bro, that call on that deserved a pizza. We were down by like forty or something like that. No, dude. I think it was more, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> I remember like playing. It was like five on two at the very, very end, and that was yeah. just sad. Like I feel bad for the the two players that actually were not dumb. But... Hey, they were not fouling, bro. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, respect to them. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's how it is with Miami. If if I'm Miami, I'm worried about potentially losing the one seed. But honestly, it might not be the worst thing. I mean, you'd have to see Toronto or Brooklyn if you're top two, which isn't great. Um, but if you fall into the three four range, you're gonna see Chicago or Cleveland, and that's not. You'll that take hard. both those, yeah. You'll take both those like any day of the week. And so it's gonna be interesting to see how these top East teams handle the rest of the year. Yeah, I because that's that's a really good point. Like, <laughs> it almost seems worse to be the one eight. Or the yeah the one eight or the two seven because I'm sure Brooklyn will probably win their play-in game. Yeah, imagine who would you rather face right now, Chicago or Brooklyn? 
Like I'd face Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's like 0-15 against what the top three teams, right? Yeah, in in each conference. Yeah, so it's I like I would definitely not be worried about that. Even though it stinks for Chicago, like I really wanted them to win and do something. They're probably first on exit. And Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland has that playoff experience. So, um, yeah. couple year times in a couple, couple yeah, a couple years, years couple of years. Um, but yeah, with Brooklyn getting Kyrie back, bro, like good just things they won't have Ben Simmons though. That's that that definitely. Stinks. Oh my gosh, yeah, but bro. I mean, hey, Ben Simmons is you know he's good at defending. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not snubbing Ben Simmons. Um, at like at all. But what I'm saying is still freaking Brooklyn, bro. It's still Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I see. And I mean, you'd rather face Kevin Durant than Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Like that's just yeah. What it is. So, yeah. All right. So that's that's it for Miami. All right, so sorry for any audio issues that may have happened. We're having a, some small technical difficulties here. All right, but now we're going to go into a really big topic this week that pretty much everyone has been talking about, and it's Devin Booker's MVP case. So this kind of started on, well, for us at least, it started on Monday when I texted the group chat. I'm like, guys, I think Devin Booker should be MVP or at least have a case towards it. And no one was really talking about it at the time. But now, if you watch, today's Friday. If you watch any sports news today or anything like that, they're all talking about it. So, I, Ball Squad was first, is what I'm trying to say here. But, anyways, it's pretty interesting to see. You have a lot of players such as John Morant and Kyrie Irving saying that, hey, Devin Booker should be MVP. Um, you have a lot of a lot more kind of love, I guess, to Devin Booker this week. And I get why, you know, I think that if you look at past MVPs, usually it's someone who's a top two seed and it's the best player from that team. And I think right now, you know, that's Devin Booker. That's pretty much the case. If you look at the other MVP candidates, you know, Joel Embiid is the third seed and he's he's only like half a game out of the, the second seed, I'm pretty sure. So it's not like that egregious and same with Giannis he's the second seed so and then you have Jokic who's the sixth seed and actually is in danger of falling to the seventh seed so I thought that's kind of interesting but I think that Booker a lot of people basically the argument is that hey we've had other MVPs like Booker before so why isn't he getting that kind of love and I kind of agree with that I think I think that's pretty true you know if you look at players who won MVP like, for example, look at Steve Nash, right? He won MVP averaging like 16 points a game and 19 points a game, while Kobe was averaging 35. But since Steve Nash's teams were the be- the number one seed and Kobe's teams were like an eight seed, people didn't really take Kobe's, I guess, MVP seriously. Um, here's my or thing. Or his MVP case seriously. Yeah, here's my thing is I... I don't think you can seriously look at Devin Booker and say he's the best player in the league. Yeah, I think that's fine. But whoever wins MVP isn't usually the best in the league, though. Give me one example. All the times LeBron got snubbed, like this past decade. Okay, like that's fair. But like, but like they at least. Okay, yeah, that that that's a good example, I guess. 
Like, and I would say Devin Booker right now is the best shooting guard in the league. Like, no doubt, I would say. Best shooting guard? Because it's him or Harden. And, I mean, I think Booker's had a better season than Harden has. That's true. Year. He definitely has. Hmm. So, like, it's not crazy to me, I guess. Like, I, I agree still with think you. it's I don't crazy. Think I don't even think he's top five. Yeah, I, I don't think that's crazy either. I, I just think the when you're talking MVP, it's kind of different. You're talking about different players here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's the thing is like MVP. It's like the the criteria changes every year, or like how they yeah. judge it. It's so weird, dude. And like well, it, it, this is why. Yeah, it's it's because it's an it's a media award, right? At the end of the day, and media people have bias. They have kind of I don't know. Like the other day on ESPN. You had someone on there saying that Devin Burke doesn't have the flashiness to be MVP. And it's like, what, since, what does that even mean? Yeah, since when did that become a thing? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, okay, so Jokic is a flashy player now? Like, not really. Giannis? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Giannis, I guess, is a flashy player. But Booker's absolutely a flashy player, if that's what you want to go by. What, you know, he's how, making difficult shots all the time. I don't think Giannis is flashy at all. Giannis is... Okay, like... Really? Okay, I guess what's your definition of flashy? Like making the tough shots and the like sick passes and stuff. I would say tough shots and like exciting plays. You know, Giannis. Giannis. Giannis will just dunk on a player. That's it. I would. But that's exciting. I I would say that's like headline worthy news or like you know ESPN. But that's not like flashy. You know, like when I think flashy, I think like white chocolate or something. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough, but but I that's why. Well, this is the exact issue, right? There's no like set criteria for flashiness. You know, I think something's flashy. You might not think something's flashy. That's true. So why? Well, why are we even talking about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's just this is the problem. The media is really biased with it, and I guess they kind of handpick their players. I mean, look at earlier in the season, most of the media was saying Steph is going to be MVP. And I really think if he didn't fall off as hard as he did, they'd still be saying that. So I think it's kind of interesting um, to see, I guess. I-, I feel like the MVP is like picked the first two months. This is the it first is. year where it's not. So it's but like there's a lot of controversy around The it reason now. it wasn't picked in the first, it was picked in the first two months. And those players just suck. It was step. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that he fell off, and you know he missed a few games and things like that. If Steph was just but, average for the rest of the season, he'd probably still win it. Like, but he yeah. he was or such, at least be top three. Yeah, but he like fell off a cliff, and then Durant was also up there, but Durant just missed too many games. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think MVP voting is flawed as it is. For the record, though, and I think Noah agrees with me is. I don't think Booker is the MVP. I don't. I just agree. think he should at least be getting. Wait, I thought you did agree. Or er, like I don't. Sorry, sorry. I, I I agree with what you're saying. I don't agree that he okay, should okay. be MVP. Yeah, yeah, and, and like it's fine. I just think he should be getting more love for I guess what he's doing, and you know being the one seed and stuff like that. Because I do think other players, if they were doing this, they would be getting way more love. I mean, I saw a thing. Where if you switch Chris Paul's stats and Devin Booker's stats, Chris Paul would probably be like in the MVP race, and I think they're right, honestly. That's because I think a lot That's of facts. a lot of the media they think it's like oh it's Chris Paul's team, you know what I mean? So, dude, that's facts. Uh, imagine, imagine Chris Paul averaging 
26 points and how many assists like five yeah it's five and five i'm pretty sure yeah yeah like ima- five rebounds five assists. Mm-hmm. imagine the chris paul headline like chris paul 26 five and five like dude that'd be crazy oh absolutely yeah and that, they would say you know he's the mvp and stuff like it's that. locked it would be um, locked so yeah so i i think there's definitely a lot of bias there I still think there's three players at least for the MVP race that are, are better than um, better than Booker, which is fine. I mean, look at Giannis and Embiid, right? They pull, they both play like really good defense, you know. And Booker has been pretty good on defense. Don't get me wrong this year, but I also think because people will pull up like his defensive rating and stuff like that. But I'm gonna be honest. I feel like it's a little bit misleading because. Booker's on a great defensive team, you know what I mean? But if you look at Giannis and Embiid, they are the defense. You know? So so that's why like defense doesn't really I guess move the needle for me for Booker. Well and but it It's also like MVP has never been about defense. No, I, I think that's So fair like too. like I, wait like think about all the years Iverson won or I don't know like Steph won or yeah, like these terrible or Steve, or Steve I mean Steve Nash could like pick a pick a pocket once in a while but yeah like he was yeah. never he was never like a defensive stopper you know like it's yeah, never yeah. been about defense ever so like why is it all about defense now you know it's just it's just like uh, it's, it's the same thing like you can find arguments against any player if you really want to because they're like you were saying like there's no criteria so it's like all of a yeah. sudden, like you can start saying like, "Oh, well, Jokic isn't a isn't a top seed, so you know why he yeah. shouldn't be MVP." Oh, and Bead, he shouldn't be MVP because half his points come from free throws. Oh, Giannis shouldn't you, you be MVP. You can pick apart pretty much. Yeah, anyway. like it, yeah. like so so like yeah, I it, it's kind of silly. I agree. I I think at the end of the day, there's not really that much set criteria. I do think. Booker should be getting more attention, and I mean he is now. But Plenty I think he should it. have been getting the attention because at the end of the day, guys like him have gotten the attention before. They have gotten the MVP love. Um, but I think at the very least, we can easily make an argument for Booker being first team All NBA, right? Because I'd put him over Jaw, like for sure. Especially when you consider games missed, I think I'd put him over Jaw. I'm trying to think what guards could potentially make it over him. Because here's the thing, right? If if you don't have Booker first team All NBA, like what are we doing? Because there's no other Suns player that's gonna be there. You know, it's gotta be Booker. No other Suns player will even make a All NBA team. Yeah, I agree. They've missed like Chris Paul's missed too many games. Aiden has missed too many games. Well, in no way Aiden and was going to get in the first place. I mean, it's it's always possible, no. but yeah, not like he's not already kind of Jokic and Bead, Carl Anthony Towns. Come on. No, I, I don't get me wrong. I agree with you, but there was still that slim chance if he played a lot. That's of fair. Games. That's that's fair. what I mean. Wait, hold on. I I'm curious now. So let me see. Because I think the only player you could argue over him is like, I don't know. Steph, but even then, I mean, Steph's missed a lot of games, and Booker's been playing pretty well all year. Okay, so elite level guards that I have played this year, 
nobody really stands out on the Heat unless Jimmy Butler counts as a guard, but eh. I, I don't think he does. Well, and even if he did, I don't know if I'd take him over Booker. Nah, I wouldn't. And then wouldn't. nobody on the Bucks. 76ers, I wouldn't say. Celtics, no. Bulls. Technically, uh, I think DeRozan counted as a guard for All-Star game. Um, did he? And so did Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah, because the starting guards for the... The starting guards in the East were both Bulls players. I think it was DeRozan and Levine. No, it was Trey. Trey was the starting guard was he? in the East. And DeRozan. Then sure. it was DeRozan was the other starter. I, I know DeRozan started this year. Yeah, he did. He did. Anyways, and I know Levine was also a guard. But I wouldn't take either of them. Cavs, definitely yeah. not. Rafters, no. Uh, I guess. In the West? Kawhi, I guess you could make Ky- arguments for Stephen Jaw. Kyrie and Trey, probably not. Yeah, like Jaw, Steph, Luca. Well, Luca's forward. He's a forward. That's what he's classified o- officially as, so. for All NBA, though. Yeah, because they were talking about they were doing like some predictions for All NBA, and, and he was on there as a forward. So, so, so then he just yeah. Like, so I don't think anyone's in the conversation except for maybe Stephen Trey or Stephen Jaw. But then I I think Booker's already better than both, higher than Jaw. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say better than both when you're talking about this season. Yeah, yeah, and I would honestly put Jaw in All NBA first team over over Steph. Really interesting. For I this saw most season? people say it should be. Yeah, for this, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I saw most people say it should be Steph, Booker, uh, Tatum, Luca, and Embiid, and I, I think that's pretty reasonable. And maybe whoever your MVP is, you can swap him out, Jokic. Wait, sorry, Giannis was on there too. Who did I say I'd that? Take was, out that's Tatum. Not supposed to be on there. Take out Tatum. Yeah, I think that's who wasn't on there. But I swear, unless unless Luca's a guard, bro. Okay, yeah, it was that. It was Luca as a guard. Dude, I knew so it. So it was Booker, Booker and Luca backcourt. That'd be a fire. No jaw, no Steph. That yeah, it is. And then Tatum at the three, Giannis at the four, and beat at the five. Yeah, I, I would, I would, so. I would keep that. Um, except I would take uh, Jokic over Embiid because Jokic is my MVP. And I yeah, I think at the end of the day, that depends on who your MVP is. You know, but, but that, I actually kind of like this a lot. That's solid. If Luca, if Luca's a guard, then it should be Booker and Luca over over Steph and Jaw. I agree. Because I think they've both missed too many games, and I think they haven't been as consistent as the other two. So. Did you see the last thing? Because I think we should probably wrap up here in a second. But yeah, did you see the thing? It, it was a stat on Jaw. The Grizzlies are um, fifteen and two when Jaw Morant doesn't play. They have the third defensive rating in the entire NBA in those 17 games. And I think the first offensive rating. That's kind of crazy. Who who does the ball handling while Jaws out? Bro, I have no... I don't know. Dylan Brooks? No. <laughs> I mean, Desmond Bain's a guard, but I don't know if he does the ball handling. Maybe it's like... Maybe it's not like one guy who does it. I don't know. Because Desmond, Desmond Bain would make sense in my head. 
Yeah. Unless it's it wouldn't be D'Anthony. Ma- oh, probably Tyus Jones. Does Tyus Jones get any starts? Let's see. Um, stats game start. He started eighteen games, and Jaw has missed seventeen games. Or, he's missed eighteen, right? Uh, Jaw's only played fifty six. I think there's been seventy three games. Oh, okay. Or no, there's been seventy four. So yeah, he's missed eighteen, so 18 games, games exactly. So so yeah, Tyus okay, Jones. So Tyus Jones is the starter. So Tyus Jones is probably the ball handler when he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And Good and fun fact, Tyus Jones is pretty fire. Okay. Tyus Jones went to uh, Kentucky. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh no, he yeah, went he to did. Duke. 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 Yeah. That's right. It was Duke. I remember. Bro, you get you get a shot for getting those two confused in some circles. <laughs> Dude, fun fact: John Moran and I have the exact same birthday, same year, same date. Dang, that's oh. fire! Two goats born on the oh. same day. <laughs> and then John, that was pretty crazy. Anyway, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we wrap it up. Do you think that the MVP voting should turn into a coach vote rather than the media vote? Because I've heard this floated before, but. That's actually not a bad idea. Uh, like, I like it because coaches vote on other things, and usually coaches are pretty... I like coaches. Like, most of the times, coaches give pretty solid opinions, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they know basketball. And, and the things like, like the media things, like, they don't, they're not like, oh, this guy is flashier than this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, they're not going to care about that. So, I, I would, I think a coach vote would be sweet. Or maybe some combination of like a coach vote with like executive voting or something like that. Yeah, so it's like a but, little bit bigger of a sample size. Yeah, I think the problem though is there's gonna be bias. You know what I mean? Like, but the, I mean with the media, I was, already just, is I was bias. just thinking that though. I was thinking that because like, like for example, Kevin Durant torches your team, right? Like you're not gonna vote for him. But at the same time, that's like one coach. Yeah, yeah, it only counts for one. Like, dude, think if you're, if you're Frank Vogel, right? You're gonna vote LeBron MVP. He just said today LeBron is, you know, he's still the best player in the league. You know. Well, and, I don't think you should be able to get votes for your team. I don't think. I think if you cast okay. a vote, it has to be for another team, and then so that breaks it up a little bit more. And then on top of it, if let's say like you know Frank Vogel, or like um well you would have like your top three probably which will be the tiebreaker pretty much mm, that's not a bad idea but i still don't think you can vote for so, your own yeah no i agree so like let's say your vote let's say you're a coach and you voted for Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic in that order or whatever they'll just have they'll just count up the second place votes and the third place votes and and do that so you know i, I think that could be interesting but my other question is, if they move to like a coach voting system, do you think that would invalidate previous MVPs? No, no, no. Of course not. Like, I don't think it should, but you might always, at the end of the day, be like, "Hey, should have should Derrick Rose have won that MVP? Like, would he have if the he coach wouldn't have?" Or? But at the end you of the day, like he that. still won it. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, you but can't in, go in back head. in history. It's like I don't like doing that. That's so dumb in my in my opinion. That's like. It's like the people who try to invalidate NBA champions. It's like, well, yeah. well, uh, Toronto's championship really isn't a W because, like, 
if 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 uh, the Warriors were healthy, they they were gonna sweep them. It's like, well, they weren't yeah, healthy, yeah, it's... and they still lost. And you can literally do that with any championship. Like, you can do it with the bubble championship. You do it with Kawhi's championship. You could do it with, uh, um, Giannis's championship. Like, oh, if Kevin Durant was half a foot behind, they're not <laughs> even going to the finals. Like, so like that whole thing is ridiculous. So, I, I mean, that's, like, different. It's with championships. It's not with MVPs. But I think it's kind of along the same lines. It's the same logic, though. Like, you can't invalidate someone's MVP. But what I will say, that that was kind of, like, Derrick Rose's MVP. It was kind of funky MVP. But at the end of the day, he's going to he's gonna be an MVP player for the rest of his life. So, yeah, like. And everyone's going to ask, what if? Yeah, he has it in his trophy case. And, and I saw this funny meme, though, about that. It was. Like, have you seen the memes of, like, this how long LeBron been dominating the league? You know, it'd be, like, his 2 Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it'll be his 2K player from 2000. What year did he get drafted? 2000... Like 2012. 2000... No, no, what year did he get drafted? It was, like, 2002 or something. Who, LeBron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, like, his really early 2K player with, like, terrible graphics. Like, each pixel's, like inch wide or something and then yeah and then you got the 2k22 and it's just 2k22 ps5 graphics Uh uh-huh and then and then i saw the one is like this how long derrick rose been been or this how long derrick rose dominated the league and it was the same picture and it was yeah i keep i keep seeing i keep seeing like variations of those like i saw one today it was like uh, this how long Chris Paul been ringless and it showed him from 2003 to 2022. And it was just funny. That's, that's funny, dude. Yeah, M- yeah, NBA can be ruthless, bro. But that about wraps up for this episode. Uh, unless you know you got anything else to say about MVPs or anything. Um, no, no I, I think I'm good. All right, so yeah, that about wraps it up. want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us at Ball Squad Podcast. Hopefully, we can have at least three of the Ball Squad members in next week. <laughs> um, it'd be nice to have all four. That'd be great. But you know, it it's a we're having busy lives, so you know it happens. It but happens. thank you all for tuning in. I'm Mike. I'll see you next week. Peace out.